Hi there, and welcome to 10 Minutes Before Class. I'm Professor Diascro, and I'm sitting here at my desk just flabbergasted that it's already July. When did that happen? I, I just don't know where the time goes these days. Anyway, summer is well underway, and it's quite probable that this year, the break from school is not quite what you had planned or hoped for. But if you find yourself with some time on your hands and are wondering what to do with it, I'd like to suggest reading as much as you can. I'm someone who thinks reading is one of the most important things any of us can do with our time. What we learn from reading, whatever the subject, whatever the speed, whatever the frequency, it's critical to not only intellectual well-being, but psychological, emotional, and even physical well-being too. Just think about how you get to learn new things. You get to go places you would not otherwise. You get to meet people you wouldn't otherwise. You get to be exposed to different ways of life and different kinds of human experiences. You get to be transported not just to somewhere else, but you get to leave where you are at any moment. You get to take a break, escape a bit from the details, the stresses, the burdens of our lives. Getting out of our own heads and into somebody else's can be just an amazing experience. And all of this helps you learn and practice important skills that benefit you in school, too, no matter what you're studying, no matter your topics, no matter your major, your minor, whatever. With more reading comes greater ability to read, but also to think and write in complex ways. And it's not a huge leap from here to suggest that more reading then helps you develop the skills you need to navigate an increasingly complicated life that we all lead and a world that we exist in. So reading unlocks just so many important skill sets. It's just invaluable. Now, not everybody likes to read. And for some people, there are hurdles to reading that can be very discouraging, if not prohibitive. But if there's a way for you to read, I strongly encourage it, whatever it is, and however much you can, even if it's just a little, if it's slow, if it's very infrequent. And I mean that. Every little bit is important. We often focus on books, and books are great to read, but newspapers, you know, newspaper articles, scholarly and literary journals, popular magazines, blogs, seriously, whatever format you prefer is reading. Same for substance or genre, fiction, nonfiction, doesn't matter. Science fiction, mystery, romance, thrillers, fantasy, these are all a matter of personal preference. They're all great reading. You might prefer textbooks. Yes, I do know a few people who like to read textbooks. Biographies, autobiographies, memoirs, poetry, sports, science, religion, self-help, self-care, travel. Whatever you like, whatever interests you, whatever has meaning for you, it really doesn't matter as long as you read. And if all you get through is one page, one chapter, one article, if all you can spend is 15 minutes or half an hour or every other day, a couple times a week, then that's good enough. It's something, at least. Seriously, I think that we talk ourselves out of doing all kinds of things because we think we can't do it the best or well enough or often enough or, 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 you know, the list goes on. And so we don't do it at all, reading included. I know that I get busy. I get fidgety. I lose focus. I always have something else that I need to do. And sometimes things that I would prefer to be doing. And especially now during the pandemic and being home all the time, it's just so weird. 
at once I have, you know, a bit more time because I'm working from home and I have a little bit more flexibility over my schedule, control over my schedule. But I'm also just completely preoccupied by a zillion things all the time. And so I can find it hard to sit down and focus on reading anything of any length. And when I can't sit down for a long period of time, I often tell myself, well, I just don't have time, so I don't do it at all. So I need to get past that, as do you, I'm working on it. So what am I reading, you might ask? Several books, actually. Uh, I don't always just read books, but at the moment I have books. Um, they're in a variety of different formats, and I read for different moods that I have in different times of day. Um, maybe by the end of the summer, I'll actually finish one, so that's the goal. I'm about three quarters through a book called Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. This is his memoir about his adult life as a civil rights lawyer and a death penalty activist. I heard him interviewed on a podcast. I can't remember which one. It was a while ago. And he is just amazing. And I was, you know, kind of maybe a quarter of the way in or so when the movie came out. And I told myself I can't watch the movie until I finish the book. So I have a lot of motivation to do this. And I'm almost there. If I can just find two hours, I can get it done. The topic is painful, um, but it's a very well-written and really thoughtful book. I highly recommend it. And if you've seen the movie, go back and read the book. In my experience, books tend to be, I don't know, different. I want to say better, but at least different than movies. Before bed, I can't be reading anything about the death penalty or anything else particularly important or serious because I have enough trouble sleeping. So I read less difficult books and articles and things before bed. Um, usually chiclet, which is very light and not particularly serious, and sometimes historical romance. So, you know, things that don't require a ton of attention, but that are also distracting. As a slight tangent, my least well-kept secret is that I was addicted to this genre when I was in graduate school. The work was so hard. There was so much school reading to do, and I found a lot of it quite frankly, just kind of dry and boring, and I needed an escape. So some of this reading is just really good, lots of good storytelling, and it was a really, really great distraction for me when I was otherwise just completely preoccupied with um, the grind of graduate school. I usually get these books on my Kindle. That helps me be able to read in the middle of the night if I'm awake, um, or before bed, I can keep my lights off and still read on my phone. Um, I get them from the public library when I can. The public library is your friend and they have just a wealth of, of books and other um, things to read. And, you know, it's especially good if you don't mind waiting for them or you think you can get them finished before the due date. This isn't always the case for me, but when it is, I, I borrow from the library. Now I'm reading um, a book called Behaving Badly by Isabel Wolfe which I just started. Um, ages ago, I read a wonderful book by her called A Vintage Affair, and since then I've read several of hers. Um, this one seems fun too, they're all, they're all really good. When I'm walking my dog, I read, I'm putting quotes around that, air quotes, because actually I'm listening to it, um, the book The Watergate Girl by Jill Winebanks. Um, she was the only woman on the legal team that prosecuted the Watergate case and President Nixon. Um, this one I got from Audible, but I've also downloaded audiobooks from the library, too. 
Uh, I wish Winebanks read the story herself, but she has a great narrator, so it's it's pretty good. If you want to listen to a fabulous memoir read by the author, check out Becoming by Michelle Obama. It's fantastic, really, to listen to a story about someone's life read by that someone. It's it's really special. And this one was particularly good. It's like, you know, sitting in the living room with you. Um, you're just like in the room with them. And it, it really is just a great experience. And I'm working on two books on race and anti-racism. I'm almost done with Ijeoma Oluo's book called So You Want to Talk About Race. And I just started this last weekend, Ibram Kendi's book, Stamped from the Beginning. Oluo's book is very intellectual, but it's also deeply personal um, about what it's like to be a black person, a black woman specifically, in white America. It lays out racism in a very authentic, uh, straightforward, and quite frankly, a very devastating way that has left me, as a white woman, pretty uncomfortable. And, you know, that's the point. So this is a really good book. Does its, um, it meets its purpose particularly well. Kendi's book is one of several he's written on anti-racism. This one is about the origin of racism in the United States. I'm only a couple chapters in, but let me just say that the history of racism in the United States is deep and comes from places that might surprise you. The depth of what we never learn in school is um, extraordinary. This is going to be a great book. I, I'm going to recommend it, and maybe I'll come back to it later to say more about it um, when I'm further into it. Okay, so you see, a lot of reading to do. Um, I've got a lot of books started. Hopefully I'll finish one or two of them. Lots of different kinds of reading, all an opportunity to learn new things about myself, about the way other people write, about um, learning new vocabulary, learning how to put ideas together, learning how to tell stories, um, just exposure to all kinds of different kinds of writing, which, as I've said, is, I just think, really great for all of our brains. I'm putting the names of these books in the show notes with links to them um, if you want to check them out. Let me know what you're reading or what you'd like to be reading or will be reading that maybe now that I've inspired you, um, you'll pick up a, a book or an article or something that you might not have otherwise. As always, thanks for joining me on 10 Minutes Before Class. I encourage you to share with your friends and send me ideas about topics or questions about this or other episodes. And, you know, leave a review wherever you're listening if you want to. I'll see you next week. And until then, be safe and be well.